We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to Gaming Golf 2022. Jeff Erickson here with Jeff Ritter and Scott Jenstad. Excited for another season. We got the tournament tournament of champions out at Kapalua. Uh, so let's just jump right into it, guys. Happy New Year. How you doing? Great, man. Happy New Year to you as well. All is well uh, here in Texas. Yeah, happy New Year back at you guys uh, here too. Everything uh, all good here. I'm looking forward to. Uh, Talking golf and looking forward to golf back uh, being back on. It's uh, it's uh, it was it was a good, nice little two month break after the Ryder Cup, but it's it's fun to be back. Absolutely, and uh, you know I'm I'm just looking I'm looking forward to playing more and watching more and playing more DFS. I'm ready to get jump right into it here, so I'm excited. Uh, so let's talk about it. We got the tournament of champions. I believe there are 39 golfers. Rory decided not to play, so very small field, no cut field. No water on the course. Len Hockberg tweeted that one out. Uh, you see water. On, you can see water on every hole, but there is none on the course itself. So should be nice, low scores. Yeah, and it's the only par 73 on tour. Uh, soft, very receptive, slowish greens, uh, huge greens. Um, it's just kind of a quirky, different sort of place from what – pros normally would face week to week on tour it's the mellow uh, start to their season just as it's the mellow start to a new year so i always like this one right where it is on the calendar there was a time there where they were reshuffling events where there's right. kind of rumor the pga tour might shift this thing around or make it, it put it in a different week i just i really like it as the first week of the year first week of a new tour season so uh and i'm looking forward to just kicking back and and watching the guys in maui it should be fun it is weird, weirdly one of my favorite non-major tournaments. I think it's a, a combination. I you know golf back. I've played the course, which makes it fun. And I usually don't love birdie fest, but this is just one that is just fun. Like a guys hit the ball nine miles on the 18th hole, and there's just a lot of a lot of cool spots. You had that DJ drive last year. You almost hold the hold the par the par that was four awesome. on his drive, like an unbelievable shot. You just get a lot of 
cool stuff. Not only that, you get golf at night. Like it's really cool that, you know, on Sunday night, Saturday night, you have golf at night because they have the time difference and all that. And Sunday night's a great sports night. We have, you know, Broncos Raiders are playing football. Clay Thompson's coming back on Sunday night too. And we got the golf tournament. It's going to be a big good night to uh, have two or three TVs going. So I'm, I'm, I'm fired up for it. I'm looking forward to it. What did you, what did you think about the place when you played it? Uh, I played it a long time ago. I probably played it like 20 years ago, but uh, I, I love the course. We just played in the afternoon. It was super windy. So there were balls yeah. that like you could hit the ball a ton if there's a bit behind you, or you could hit the ball a ton and it goes nowhere with the wind. And they had the, the high brush on the side. And, like I just felt like every ball I hit, the wind would pick it up and throw it and that stuff. But it's yeah, just, it, you kind of feel like you're in Jurassic Park on some of the holes. There's a par three where you're like, you like drive through on your cart, like through these trees. You're like, where am I going? And all of a sudden you pull through. It's just the, the par three that has like, you know, nothing in between, just the green and the, all the all the trees in between. It's, it's, just, it's just an awesome course. It's really cool. I think, Jeff, you've played there too, right? I played the plantation yeah. course once and uh, played with these three guys from Australia, but they weren't like your fun, hey, let's have fun loving Australian guys. They were very serious. You know, and I I, I was kind of hurried. Like Kim dropped me off and go, to go somewhere at the girl's side. I just had to rent clubs. I didn't even get a chance to get really on the putting green. So I just rolled one ball on the first first green and they're like mate you're not allowed to do that i'm like hey, okay okay i understand was, but, was one of them paying a lot of money for this round was one of them cameron smith uh no it was not uh, these were older I gentlemen hoping, and I for an uh, inside uh, insider tip there on how he played yeah i know right uh it, it was very windy early it rained uh, on the back nine on me for a little bit get to 17 and 18 you got that beautiful down sloping holes rainbow on top of us there it was, it was like it was picturesque it was beautiful nice. Um, I was awful that day, but I had a lot of fun. It's still a gorgeous course, and I'd like another crack at it. Yeah, I caught it on a day like you, Scott, where it's just windy yeah. and it's so wide. It's I can't believe you said Jurassic Park. That's what I've always told people. Is like I think the movie was filmed in Hawaii, also right? Yeah. Jurassic Park, but you just it really feels like ridiculous, like the elevation changes and the setting, and even though there's no water on the golf holes, you're just in this like you just don't even know where you are half the time. It just feels very disorienting. Uh, so yeah, I just it's such a mind. But I, I say thing, the fairways are so wide, and yet when it's windy, like an average golfer like us, you still miss. You're still getting blown off the course, even yep. though it's like the widest fairways you've ever seen. You still can't hit them when the right. wind's blowing. Uh, it's it's a pretty wild place, but it was one of my favorite rounds I've had too. Oh yeah, uh, and looking at this course, they always say you know the the key stat here. Hold hold me if you hold me back if you're shocked on this one here, but it's shot gain shots gained approach. Believe it or not, it's still the most important stat on every single course, it feels like. But, hey, that's what we're looking at here to start off with, right? Especially here because the fairways are so wide. Like, mostly – I think yep. it was 80, 80% fairways hit last year in the tournament. Like, I mean, even even guys who spray a little bit are going to get a lot, of, a lot of balls in the fairway. And the, the rough's not overly uh, overly punitive. So, yeah, it's uh, – you got you to gotta hit it. You got to hit it. You got to hit it close, and you got to make a couple putts because you're going to have to be 2,500 to win the tournament. Yeah, the greens are so huge. I mean, and, and quirky. You know, they're just they're slower and different from what they're used to playing. So hitting it close, really, it's even more magnified this week um, beyond other weeks. I think. Yeah, it is. So let's start. Let's go start breaking down the field here. As always, let's start off with the uh, five-digit crew. There's five golfers uh, and a field of champions. There's still an elite uh, tier. John Rom, Colin Morikawa, J JT Bryson, Bryson, and Victor Hovland at 11, 10, 8, 10, 6, 10, 2, and 10,000, respectively. Uh, we'll start with you, Jeff. What what jumps out from you in this group? I mean, I wanted to just go right back to Colin Morikawa because when you start talking about the emphasis on approach shots, but I don't know. There's something about these early events in the year. Like, this is where you can get ahead of the curve a little bit. I also, and this is something that I, 
I think it kind of works in any sport is it's hard. It's hard to bet on the guy coming off the career year, right? Your life mm-hmm. has changed. Now you've had a break. Colin Morikawa has had to resettle now is this new place in life is the number two player in the world, a multi-major winner. Uh, didn't have a great finish. You know, I believe when we last saw him, it was, didn't he, that was squandering the lead. He hasn't, he hasn't played since, well, uh, since the Bahamas hit, right? Right. That was a hero world that. challenge. He blew yeah. the lead. Yeah. However, so, you know, he won Dubai. I mean, so oh, he's yeah. had the lead on Sunday and won in his last two tournaments. That's yeah. the way I, I kind of look at it. It's and then like, in yeah. October, he had a seventh and a second. Now, he's been, I think his recent form is pretty damn good. I, uh, well, yeah. So there's certainly a case to be made for him. I just went the other way. I just felt like too easy. New year, you know, the guys have reset. And so I circled Justin Thomas off this group. I think, okay. I think Thomas had sort of a, a weird year last year where he started fast. Uh, then he made the insensitive comments that got picked up and just, he just sort of drifted for a while. Uh, I think he won the players, right? And then it just sort of, he was like off and on throughout the year. But sure. I, I, he's just a guy I think is in for a bounce back year. I think he's due to win a second major in his career. And I think this is a great year for that. And so um, he's past winner at Kapalua too. So I just, um, he was my favorite off this tier. You can make a case for any of them. Scott, what say you? Yeah, a lot of depends on how you build. I, I've played a lot of lineups already this week, and you can get a lot of guys in this week. You know, with a no cut event and all guys who are obviously good players, like these guys in the sixes just aren't the same as the as a regular tournament. Like I don't want to touch anyone under seventy three hundred. There's good players down here in the sixes, so I found that you could go. I kind of like building. You can go five guys between like eight and ten, and leave this top tier alone, and then play one guy in the six, or you can play one guy in this top tier. Three guys, eight to four guys, eight to ten, and then or three guys at ten, and two guys in the bottom. So I, I kind of like the balanced approach this week. The, the the guy I'm probably playing four or five guys in eight to ten rather than jumping up here. But um, you know, some lineups I will, and it, for me, it's Justin Thomas too. I agree with I agree with Jeff. Um, you look to look at the last three years here: third, a win, and a third. He also won in 2017. He's the only guy who won who's won here twice. Um, he was just third in November in Mayakoba. He was fourth in the Tour Championship. Like just the recent form is good as much as you can with the you know coming off uh, coming off breaks and. Um, you know, just a really nice run of tee to green since like middle of summer last year. Jeff mentioned he kind of was up and out a little bit early, but like you look at the tee to green numbers really good the last six months. Um, uh, it's, it's him or Hovland for me. Hovland's been red hot right now. Obviously yeah. he, won, he won at Mayakoba. He won at Hero. Won his last two times out. Likely, I think he'll be really popular at 10 million. Um, if I'm picking one, it's JT. If I'm going two, it's JT and Victor. But like Jeff said, you can't. It's hard to go wrong in this range. Yeah, I don't think I'll pay for Rom um, just because he hasn't played much. Uh, and played three, he hadn't played in three months on tour since the Spanish Open. Right. Uh, and Reed Fowler was tweeting this out earlier, and he sh- you should follow him on Twitter. He's another good golf guy. Uh, that oh, I, I think it was like 11 of the – or 12 of the last 13 winners here all played in, like, events running up. They You know, they, they didn't take months off. They played either, like, Hero or they played uh, Mayakoba. They played – although Mayakoba wasn't always here. But the point is, they played Australia, uh, you know. They, they played events leading up to this and Rom and, and this year, Rom and Bryson have been the least active of the five of those guys. So if I'm going to spend up, it's going to be on Colin. It's going to be on JT or Hovland. I think Colin will probably be lesser rostered than JT and Hovland. Would you say that's accurate or inaccurate? I, I mean, I think they'll all be owned, but I would say that's accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to avoid anybody really. I mean, having high rostership in anybody, any of these golfers. Yes. Such a small field. You're going to, I mean, everybody's going to be pretty popular. Yeah. Let's move to the next tier. Uh, The nine thousands. There's three golfers in this here. Usually there's more than that. 
One of them hasn't played in a while, and that's Patrick Cantlay. Uh, he hasn't played at all recently. Xander is he's Cantlay's at ninety-seven. Xander's at ninety-five, and Sam Burns is at ninety-one. Uh, Scott, we'll start with you this time. What jumps out? Uh, probably not going to you know be uh, be too dramatic here. I love I love Xander in this range. Ninety-five hundred feels underpriced to me. Um, he has uh, he's been a top five here the last three years. He's just ridiculous in small field, no cut events. He always plays well in those. Um, he's gained a ton, tee to green, in all three times he's played here. I just I mean, he burns his burns is red hot right now. You know, four tournaments in October, November. He's what seventh, fifth, fourteenth, and first. So playing really really well. But uh, I got to go Xander here. I think I think Xander's a good a uh, really good shot to win this week. I think I uh, totally agree. And I think if I'm not mistaken, is this Burns' first time in Kapalua? Yeah, generally, it's a good, it's not a bad play to fade uh, first timers at this event because the course is so quirky. It's just, it's a new sure. spot on their calendar. Uh, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is his first time. Yeah. So I like Burns a lot for the year 2022, but I'm not sure I like him this week. I, I would go Shoffley off this tier in a heartbeat. I think he's a great second guy. To, you go with one off the top tier, you get JT and Shoffley. Those were my first two. As I started building my roster, those were my first two immediate. Barely had to think about it moves uh, to start my roster construction. You guys aren't going to let me have Burns for five bucks in the draft league again this year? Uh, You're welcome to throw it out there. Yeah. Why don't you, you could start him at five. That could work. Yeah. Uh, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that's not going to work again. We have our golf auction next Tuesday night, so uh, really looking yeah, forward to this. We should just do next week's pod should just be an auction preview. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just or push it back a day to do a review. But uh, no, yeah. for the people for all, need for all the for all those golf auction leagues out there, all of them, all yeah. of them. there should be more. There really there should, should be. be. We've been doing this one for twenty years. That's the crazy thing. Uh, let's move on to the eight thousands. There's a lot more in this tier. We got Jordan Speed at eighty nine, Hideki at eighty seven. Brooks at 85, Berger at 84, Cam Smith at 83, Sungjae at 82, Answer, that's the Jeff Ritter guy, uh, at 81, uh, and Tony Finau at 8,000. Uh, Jeff, back to you. What do you, what do you like here? Uh, New Year's resolution. I was going to try to go a whole show without bringing up Abraham Answer as an underrated, uh, under the radar. The vortex but, keeps pulling you in. I know. <laughs> well, you're just, you're baiting me with this one now. It's just like. I actually, sir. I actually picked uh, Cameron Smith first off this tier. Uh, okay. Another guy that I think is just like it just feels like his career is simmering, uh, and he's got a good track record in this event. Also, this is his third time to Kapalua. So again, like just my one of my little rules for this week was I was just going to scratch off first timers in this event. Uh, Smith's been there before, had a good good end to the, the season, and uh, I just think he's just on that list of guys that's like done just about everything except start winning these huge events. And so not that Kapalua is huge, but you've got a very elite field. I, I think he shows up ready to play this week. I, I love this range. I love pairing like three of these guys with, with Xander, three of these guys with JT. And I, I love this range. My, my three here are Spieth at 8,900. You'll rarely hear me say that, but he's a perfect setup for Spieth. You don't have to worry about the, the drives going awry as much as normal. Uh, he can just kind of you know, go for pins and he doesn't have to worry about uh, those blow poles. So I think it's a really good spot for him and a good price. I think he'll be, I think, and we're talking about everybody's going to be popular. I think Spieth at 8,900 will, will stick out to people a lot and be really popular. Um, like Jeff, I love Cam Smith. We want birdie makers at this course. You're going to have to shoot you know 20 under or better um he's third in the field in birdie or better uh, percentage uh, opportunities gained he's first in opportunities game overall last 24 rounds just a guy that you know makes birdies uh, can, can go low um, he was 24th here last year so didn't play well but you look at him in october november 4th 15th and 9th like a really good really good run right now 
And then, uh, oh, surprise nobody. Sung JM for sure will be in a lot of my lineups this week. 8,200. Um, he, he's always putting with Sung Jay. He's a better putter on Bermuda, which we have here. Um, he's, he's ninth in birdies game the last three or four rounds in this field. So another guy can make, make a lot of birdies go low. Um, he was T5 here last year. I like the fact that he played here once, played well. Um, I think uh, I like Sung Jay this week, not only DK, but also, uh, also from a betting angle too. New Year, some, some things uh, you can count on, you know, yep. as the calendar turns. Uh, and that is definitely Scott. Uh, and, pl- and, and luckily, Sanjay plays about 44 weeks a year. So <laughs> yeah. I talk about him. Yeah. Right. It's useful that way. Uh, guys, I thought Finau seems underpriced at 8,000. Uh, maybe it's just because of the strength of the field, but, and, and he hasn't been super active this in the la- in last couple of months. But I, I think it, that's a pretty enticing price. And what am I missing here? I don't think you're missing much. I mean, it's a really good price for a guy who's super talented. Like you said, didn't do a lot late in the season. I think he had a, a 45th, a 45th and a missed cut in November and October. So I'm just kind of, I'm leaning a little bit on recent form, but yeah, at 8,000, you're, what's he the, you know, 18th price guy or something for Tony Fee. Now that's uh, it's solid. I just, I just like the other three guys in the, in this range a little more. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Before we move on to the next tier, a uh, quick note from our blue wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. We host the uh, all of RotoWire's podcasts on the Blue Wire Network, so I always like to try to uh, insert a little spot for them. So that's what we did just there. Thank you for tolerating that for with us. Can I ask you about one more guy in the 8,000s before we go? Of course. 
What do you guys think about Daniel Berger? Uh, he was unbelievably finished the year, but his last PGA tournament was in September, I think. Like, has not played at all. Um, do you do you think recent form's gone? Do you play him? I mean, A400's a good price for him. What do you guys do with him? Because I was a little Didn't bit... Did he play uh, the hero? I thought he played the hero. Did he play the hero? Yeah, I guess that was in a PGA. That was his one start. Yeah. He but finished like seventh last, there. Yeah, so played, played well there. I mean, he's been he's, he's on fire. Um, just didn't play like very much in October, November at all. Tempting. Yeah. Tempting. It, it feels like the guys who haven't played much or at all, it's, it's more of a dice roll, but uh, that's a good price for burger. I mean, I mean he, and he was striping the ball. I mean, the last, like the last like, eight events, I mean, his Tita green approach numbers are just out of this world. You know, it, it's so weird to look at this list and see that Brooks is one of the guys that's played the most among the golfers here. Not as much as Patrick Reed, of course, but because no one plays more than Reed, except for maybe Sung JM. But how, uh, how did they get Brooks to play in that Houston Open? Like that seemed like a weird. That was weird. He played in that tournament mid November. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's trying to get back. Yeah, yeah. He, he sure dominated the match. That's for sure. Yes, he did. He did do that. Uh, did you guys watch that? Uh, I watched more than half of it. Is that I would, so I would say yes. It was a short match, but yeah. yeah. So that's that's like five holes then, right? Um yeah, exactly. I I really like the match. I prefer the two on two with like some celebrity athletes in there a little more. That it finds it's a little more in that format to me it seems a little more fun than just the, the pure one on one, especially with two guys who really don't talk very much. Uh Mickelson was probably the most fun part of the broadcast. Mickelson's been the most fun of uh, I yeah. think every single broadcast yeah. of the match yeah. at this point. Um Good for him. I think it probably solidified his PIP uh, winnings that apparently he has himself reported that he's won. Uh, I love I love he's reported that himself and everybody's like, yeah, we haven't figured that out quite yet. But yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I can't get worked up about the PIP at all. Uh, I mean, there's no standings. There's just it's just a hey, we're, we're paying you a way to, to not go play in another turn, another uh, circuit. Uh, which still might happen anyhow. He's been one of the vocal guys about wanting to still be able to have that flexibility to play other tournaments and circuits. But, anyways, uh, that's that's, well, that's what makes it that's what makes it fun, Jeff. Is that there's no standings. It's just like this rumor that the PGA <laughs> Tour didn't even necessarily want out there, but then it's out there. But then, right, they don't really want to know let you know who won. But Mickelson himself reports who won, and the whole the criteria is murky and everything. It's just so. It, it's, it's amazing. Fun. It's and, amazing and, that Tiger, Tiger Woods can win it without playing a tournament, right? In, in right. golf media, it's it's a it's a juicy topic because there's just so much uh, unclear that you just it just uh, it's a fun it's, one. To see. It's Speculate. just an under the table appearance fee, basically, yeah. is what it is. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to the seven thousands. Uh, Patrick Reed seventy nine, Harry English seventy eight, Kokrak seventy seven, Taylor Gooch seventy six, Mark Leishman seventy five. Kevin Na, 71, and Billy Horschel at 7,000. Scott, do you like this tier? I don't. Uh, this is a tier I probably will not play very many guys in. Uh, I, just think, I just think it's easy to get under 7,000 to get similar type players, and there's just a ton of guys over eight that I like. If I do, it's, you know, Patrick Reed under 8,000 is always, uh, always a good price. Uh, he has two seconds here and a win, so really good, uh, really good uh, course history here. He's putted really well at this course. Um, didn't play, uh, didn't play well late last year, but you just, you know, with Reed, he's one of those guys, he has more win equity than most guys in this range. Like he can, he can go win any tournament where even with the big names, um, Gooch is Taylor Gooch is interesting. He won his last event, the RSM classic in November. He's gained an approach in five straight T to green in four or five. He also had a top five and an 11th in the swing season. So playing really well right now. Uh, if I had to like find myself in a spot where I needed some of this range, it would be Reed or Gooch. 
from Scott's lips to my <laughs> mind or something like that. Uh, it was Reed and Gooch for me off this tier. Uh, Reed plays everywhere. He's had great success at this event before. So, you know, he's going to show up in form and ready to grind it. Gooch, I think, I don't know. I think he's a first timer in this event, right? He just got his first PGA tour win. So I, I would scratch him off the list for this week, but he's a guy I like going forward again in 2022. I think he needs to be remarketed though. Like if, if I were Taylor Gooch, I think he, his, his DraftKings price would go up 300 bucks. If he just went by TK Gooch, and they're just, I just think he needs a little, that little branding help. I think uh, he should just be, I think I would just go by the Gooch. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Mm, Doug Gooch was a beautiful. T. Gooch. Uh, yeah. Just a little, a little twist there. And I think, I think you're really onto something there if you're Taylor Gooch, but um, probably not this week, but I agree. Like for me that it was Reed and Gooch were the most interesting guys off that tier. For sure. Um, moving on to the 6,000s. Usually we eschew naming them, but it's a small enough tournament. I think we can go by name this time. So here we go. Siwoo Kim's at 69. Cameron Champs at 68. Max Homa, 67. Seamus Power, 66. Mickelson, 65. Garrick Higo is at 64. Brandon, Brandon Gray, 63. Cam Davis, 62. Lucas Herbert, Eric Van Royen, and Joel Damon are all at 61. And then finishing out at 6,000, KH Lee, Lucas Glover, Matt Jones, Stuart Sink, and Kevin Kisner. Uh, Scott, uh, well, it's, no, I, I started with Scott last time. Jeff, we're going to go to you first. Who's your super sneaky sleeper from well, this group? Because, you know, it's a no-cut event. So, you know, you, you want guys that can just kind of like hopefully make some putts and just hit a close. I, I actually kind of like Kevin Kisner from this tier, who's at six grand. And I was trying to figure out when he played last. It's been a while. But, you know, it's not his first time at this event because he's, he's played it multiple times. I also was sort of intrigued by Stuart Sink just to see what he's been up to lately as someone that um, – what you're trying to look for, I think, off this tier is is trying to avoid the just happy to be there effect and try to find some guys that are, are ready to show up and you know try to try to contend. And I, I Kisner never takes you know he never takes a round off. He does some courses fit up set up better for him than others just by the strengths of his golf game. And I just think Sink at being a savvy veteran, he's played out there a bunch as well. Um, those would be my favorites. I wouldn't I wouldn't take them both, but like Scott said, if you're building off the middle tier, maybe you need one budget friendly addition to the roster i lean those two guys scott what say you got a couple of guys i really like in this range and in this range i'm looking for either guys who are playing well lately or guys that can make a ton of birdies so my first guy is, is seamus power kind of in the current form um spot 6600 he played five tournaments he was really active in october november he finished fourth had one missed cut 11th 12th and 21st so that's like four out of five in the top 25 um three out of five in the top 12 playing really good golf right now i've um, got some good t degree numbers that one houston open didn't play well but other than that really good numbers the last like five tournaments he played 6700 is a good price for him i think he can make some birdies and get there my other guy is 6100 is is joel damon a guy you talk about making birdies he's seventh in this field in birdies gained over the last 24 rounds he's like you look at the top eight guys in birdies gained in in this field and uh six of them are guys over nine thousand. so it's all the studs the other one is Cam Smith, who's 8,300. And then you have Joel Damon at 6,100. A guy that makes making a ton of birdies lately, playing well lately. He's made six straight cuts. He's finished fifth in, uh, in November in Houston. I think 6,100 is way too low for Damon. Um, so the, he's, he's the guy that I'm going to slide in there when I never need to fit somebody in. If I want to play two guys over 10,000, it's going to be Damon at 6,100. Uh, love the price. I actually think uh, a couple bucks betting on him at 100 to 1 is a pretty good spot, too. Um, you know, it's tough for him to win this field, but a couple bucks at that price is, is worthwhile. But 6,100, um, someone's going to be in a ton of my lineups. 
My third guy here, if I want to get a little spicy, uh, I think Garrick Hago kind of lines up well for this course. He hits the ball far, did really well in the European Tour last year, and actually had the win at, uh, at Palmetto. Um, that I think we bet on. Uh, I don't know if it was, it was on the podcast, but I don't know if we did one for that. But I, I know that was a winning ticket here. Um, so he'd be my third guy here, but uh, I really like Power and Damon a lot in this range. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- those those are all interesting. No, neither of you endorsed Phil. Mr. PIP himself. Uh, well, that that would that would go against my just happy to be there, you know, uh, criteria. And 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 he announced that he's playing this event because he won the PIP, which has not been confirmed and officially yeah, you know, that's true. said. That's but, true. but he's out there and he's playing. Uh, well, you know, he's going to play to win. Mic him right? I hope they he, mic him, but yeah. I don't know. I would not put him on. He will not be not taking any him. safe plays. He will be going for birdies and eagles. You know that. But uh, yeah, I could I, I see you on that. I one. would not I would not tie myself financially to Phil this week. Although I, I do look forward to some entertainment value from him. That's that's about as far as I could go. I just want to also make sure that uh, Kapalua has uh, some safe uh, ball markers on the tee boxes there for Van Royen, so he doesn't uh, hurt any but caddies or competitors or himself. Uh, but uh, besides that, uh, I think we should all be good there. Uh, let's move on to a gaming perspective. Uh, let's look at the odds here for this tournament um, and take a look here. Uh, let's go, Jeff. You go first here. What do you? What sort of odds do you like here? Well, I mean, I said at the top, Justin Thomas was my favorite off the elite tier. I don't really like picking golfers that are less than ten to one, even in a limited field. I just, uh, I don't know. I want to hit a bigger ticket. So I started with Shoffley, though. Twelve to one is at least outside my threshold. I think he's a great pick this week. I think mm-hmm. he's. It's time for him to start winning some big events, and it, it could very well start this week at a golf course that sets up well for him. I, I really like Patrick Reed at thirty to one. That that feels like you know those are longer odds than you're probably going to get for him, or that those feels like the odds you might get for him at a full field, you know, major week. Now we're at a limited field event. His odds haven't really come down with it. I like that a lot. I still like Cam Smith, twenty five to one. I'd like to see him at thirty to one. I feel like that he should be in that same tier as Reed. And I think he's trending in the is, opposite direction. Yeah, at the market looking is, at BetMGM and it's at it's at twenty to one now. The so market is good. is catching up to that. Uh, yeah, has he cut his hair? Is he still doing the mullet? Don't have an answer. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll I, saw, to see. I saw a video with him where he was like showing off his house or his like facility and he still had the mullet. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. so Samson didn't cut his hair. Okay, that's good. And uh, I guess the other one I, I really liked, I missed Joel Damon's, you know, the trend lines with him, but uh, Scott talked me into that at 100 to 1. I like I like taking a, a flyer this week too because this is it's a limited field and, you know, if nothing else, just getting one of those guys in contention on Sunday is, is fun for you know a relatively small ticket so um i'm on i'm on joel damon now i didn't expect that but i like that i like mm-hmm. that make some bar- make some birdies joel it's perfect yeah all right scott what how about you yeah it's tough i mean this one this feels like obviously as jeff mentioned we got some guys at the top who you know if you bet them you pretty much can't bet anybody else because they're just they're just such low uh such low numbers so i think what i'm gonna do is stick in the mid-range i'm gonna bet uh i'm gonna bet cam smith he's 22 to 1 the number i'm seeing right now at least on i'm looking at DraftKings. Um, i'm gonna bet spieth at 22 to 1 i'm gonna bet sung jay at 22 to 1 so i'm gonna play three guys in the middle um i think xander's probably the best bet at 12 to 1 but i want to play multiple guys so be smith spieth and sung jay for me then down the ticket, a couple, a uh, couple late darts. I'll bet Seamus Power at seventy to one, and uh, definitely Joel Damon for a couple bucks and a hundred to one. I think that'll probably end up being uh, being my uh, my bet ticket in, in the smaller field. Uh, 
FanDuel's got a bet on top five. Um, Patrick Reed's at 49 to one. I, I think I like that a little bit because even if he doesn't win, I think he's going to be there. He's going to be contending. He's going to be that thorn that nobody wants to win, and he'll be right hanging around, hanging around. So I like that one a little bit there uh, as well. Uh, I, assume you mean, I assume you mean 4.9 to one? Uh, yes, I do mean 4.9 okay. to one, 490. Yes, that's right. Yes, that would be otherwise. Uh, otherwise, I'm moving to Tennessee and going to bet that right now, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, reading comprehension fail for the win or the loss, as it may be there. But uh, I didn't yeah, know if it was point. some sort of like boosted special bet they were doing or something like that. No, no, it's just my being a non expert and trying to opine where I should stay in my lane and just be the host guy instead of trying to actually offer up a bet. Um, okay. Uh, one and done. We're not starting our pool this week, but some people are. Who are you going with in one and done? Yeah, I hadn't thought about it because our, our pool is still a week away, right? Are we starting it next week? Who yeah. do, we, do we need to have we a, always, need a conference think, lend into this to, to see I, where this is? We either started this week or even the – I mean, next week or even the week after, if I recall correctly. I, I think it is Sony that we started with, though. Um, but just assume arguendo – you have to pick one this week because there's probably some poor fools that have week 18 championship games in football and we and tournament of champions for a one and done. There's some interesting game theory. Do you use up like Xander here or do you do you hold off and try to go with a long a little bit of a longer shot? Um, what how do you handle this? Yeah, limited field. I just I probably will hold up. I would hold off Xander, JT. Rom and more you know, Rom off a layoff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use him here at all. Um, I'd probably be, I'd be inclined maybe to go with Patrick Reed this week. Uh, Mid tier guy. I think he's going to show up and play. I don't see myself picking him in a major. Uh, so I, I'm, I might be inclined to go Reed right out of the gate, week one. Scott. Yeah, I, I just checked, by the way. Ours starts with uh, with Sony, the one that all three of us are in, and some of the bigger ones that I, we might uh, – I don't know if any of you guys are in. I don't know if you guys are in the uh, in the one and done, the, the GUP contest or the uh, – I think the, you said you're going to get me into that this year. I definitely will. It's a, it's a great contest. I think it's 50 bucks, and it's uh, there's a ton of people. It's, and it's really well run. It's fun. They they pay out you know majors or different segments and all that. So if anybody is out there, it's, a, it's actually called Carbon Contest right now. So I'll give them a quick plug because they run a really – Josh over there uh, runs a really good and fun contest. Uh, across all sports but the one and done is kind of where it started um at strategy wise i pick i want to pick someone that i think can win but not an elite player you know like just off the layoff i don't really want a guy that i want to really burn someone so i'm i'm between spieth and cameron smith uh, i think i'm gonna go cameron smith if i had to pick one this week it'd probably be my pick so kind of a a second tier guy that i think can win but not really elite. So i think is kind of the good strategy to go with that exactly what jeff had with the patrick reed thing kind of someone in that middle that you want to have a chance to win but i don't want to burn a top guy quite yet I think we're all kind of going off the same playbook here because I was going to say Cam Smith and then I was looking at uh, Finau otherwise. So I'll just to be different, I'll go Finau. Uh, but uh, that'll be my Finau answer for this uh, podcast and probably end the podcast as we know it too. Uh, <laughs> you guys will be hosting by yourselves after that one. But uh, anyways. Hey, hey Finau won last year. He's here. It's all right. He's now. in. He's yeah, at Casalilla as a winner. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, was, it was more for the pun's sake uh, but anything else. But anyways – um, I could have gone Fino or answer and then I really could have been silly about it, but all right. Um, let's, let's end this now before big thanks to uh, you guys for listening. Uh, thanks for jumping on and joining us. Uh, we'll be back at you again next week with the full field tournament. Any parting thoughts, guys? It's good to be back. Uh, it's 
it's this one goes down with a Mai Tai for those just thinking what to make at home. I, I recommend going with a Hawaiian themed drink while you watch the tour in Hawaii. Good comment. Why you listen to this podcast, although we should have said that at the beginning too. Do we have ukulele music we could pipe in like for the <laughs> for the edited version? I'll get our crack staff on it. Right. Uh, nope, sorry, too late. Right. Erickson plays the ukulele on the side, so that would work well. <laughs> it's like the Office episode. Uh, <laughs> ukulele and falsetto. Yeah, we could do. Parting thoughts. The only thing I want to bring up uh, for next week, I'd like us each to come up with a couple of uh, majors future bets too. So maybe some uh, some futures on the Masters, the U.S. Open, that sort of thing. It'd be a, a good thing. A lot of people are betting those uh, right now, and you, you get some kind of get some good odds on stuff. So if you guys uh, have any thoughts next week on Masters, U.S. Open winners, it'd be a, it'd be a fun thing to do too to drop in there at the end. Homework assignment. I love yeah, it. All go. right. There you go. All right. That's going to end gaming golf for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Good luck in your uh, gaming exercises. Take care.